0: Don't sniff your Steam Deck. Every single Tesla has been recalled, and AMD, well, they're blowing a fuse. Let's get into the hot news, everybody. I'm your Brett host. We're going to be going over the hottest tech news I can find on the Internet while you enjoy your breakfast this Thursday, December 14th, 2023. Do not break anything.
1: That was just the, I was doing it for dramatic effect. (laughs) And I'm Kyle.
0: (laughs) It was a laundry basket. Oh, well, you know what was also over there? A Steam Deck. Did you sniff it on the way over here? I sniffed it a lot, and Valve told me not to. They sure did, and especially in a support page where somebody reached out to ask, hey, should I sniff it? And they said, as with all electronics, it is generally not recommended you inhale the exhaust fumes on your device. While there are no safety concerns with general usage, directly inhaling the device's vent fumes should be avoided. We understand that it may be a meme, but please refrain from this behavior for the safety of your health which i have a couple of questions here what fumes what exhaust fumes are they putting out because honestly <laughs> it should just be pushing my air through just thin sheets of metal so maybe give me some oxygen and a little bit of you know stainless steel hitting the, the aluminum probably the copper i don't i forget what the where's my steam deck no it's a copper heat pipe with an aluminum fin stack yeah like i should just
1: be smelling that That's not a fume! I'll have you know that I did extensive research onto the topic, even putting my life at risk for the sanctity of- Did you give it a little stinky poo? Journalistic integrity. (laughs) Is that what we do around here? (laughs) Yes. Uh, I gave it a whiff. It needs to be on. But it's the same fumes if I'm sucking straight through. Just...
0: It is, it's less concentrated. Well, uh, okay, let me, like, create a seal. Oh, that smells like Steam Deck. Ooh. It's kind of good. It is. (laughs) I do like it. I've always liked sniffing the the Steam Deck. Yeah,
1: people are saying that it reminds them of like old electronic department stores or something like that. Yeah, I get that. Like burning CDs, those kinds of things. This article references TikTok and it seems like Valve is aware
0: of a meme. I don't. I've never heard of this meme. Apparently, it started with the original Steam Deck. Vent sniffers have been around since this thing came out. I
1: have literally seen you sniff the vent before.
0: Yeah, but I thought I was just me. Right? Like, I was a part of some wider cultural movement of uh, starting a TikTok trend. That's the
1: thing. The the Steam Deck subreddit has tons of posts where people are... What you doing? I got chocolate on my hoodie. (laughs) And I never... I have not watched this. Yeah, you haven't. I gotta bring this
0: with me when I go to the hospital
1: next week. Maybe you wash it before that. But people keep posting onto the subreddit being like, is it weird that I sniff this thing that I'm huffing those gamer airs? Yeah. What happens if you do the opposite?
0: (sighs) Oh, it's like one of those, when you have asthma, they make you do like a peak flow meter.
1: Either that or you're just getting your inside water inside the thing that you don't want water in. It's water cold. Then blow away. (sighs) I I
0: probably blew like a a 450 right there.
1: That's not good. My lungs are screwed. I don't know what this gauge is based on, and I... I also don't know whatever the next thing is. <laughs> Today's video
0: sponsor, you'll learn real quick. Today's video is brought to you by the Gamdius Nesso P1. This full tower case breaks the rectangular mold with a fresh trapezoidal shape, allowing for both vertical and horizontal orientations. The Nesso P1 features a dual chamber chassis with ample room to manage the cables nobody wants to see, as well as front and side panoramic tempered glass panels equipped with a one touch release mechanism for quick and easy access to your build. Additionally, the Nesso P1 a spacious interior, accommodating modern graphics cards up to 426 millimeters with the options of vertical and horizontal mounting with room for both 360 and 420 millimeter radiators. And with space for up to 10 fans and plenty of perforated outer mesh panels to maximize airflow, the sop one is a sleek choice for those who want a blend of quality construction and sleek aesthetics. And if you're looking to update your case or are starting new, remember to click the link in the description below to pick up a Gamdias sop one for your build. Big thanks to Gamdias for sponsoring today's video. Well, if you're using one of those Gambias and SOP ones, you could potentially use it to play your video games. And while we await Valve to come out with the Steam recap so that we can see how much of our life we've toiled away at fake things that don't actually improve us besides giving us beautiful stories and
1: making us feel entertained. Array. You said array, not away. Anyways, did I derail you? (laughs) You mean Skywalker? No, the the thing that killed Steve Irwin, Ripperoni. That felt sacrilegious sacrilegious. <laughs> well, the consoles have
0: let you know what exactly you've played. In case you've been on Xbox, there's a year in review recap. Did you know that Phil Spencer, the head of Xbox, played like 950 hours?
1: Uh, I don't play Plebbox. He so put 150 I know
0: hours into Starfield. This man runs a multi-billion dollar company and he's he's putting in the work. Do you like to see that out of the CEOs of gaming companies?
1: Listen, all I'm saying he could have very easily just left his Xbox on overnight and he's fudging the numbers. Oh, goodness. <laughs> to be like, ooh, I'm like
2: you guys. <laughs> wow.
1: Okay.
0: Well, there's also a PlayStation recap. And to show you, I'm like you guys. Let's see how much I played. <laughs> I, I did put a significant amount of time into games this yeah. year. Okay. Final Fantasy 16 yep. got my number one. I'm going to say at least 10 of those or just me leaving it paused <laughs> <laughs> like and walking away. But I got the platinum. Not worth it in the slightest. I love the gameplay. Platinum not worth it. And then I I think I put like two, like just under 200 hours into PlayStation, but not really anything else. Like I didn't really play many PC games this year.
1: I'm excited to see the Steam recap. If they do it, I want them to do it.
0: I want Valve please give us the numbers and people have been begging Bethesda to give them a better game in Starfield and it turns out they're going to be doing that so you can increase your numbers for 2024 with Bethesda putting out a Reddit post indicating that they are going to be making some major updates including giving FSR 3 and XCSS super sampling to Starfield to make it so that I can play on whatever you want. Additionally, they're going to have new uh, features like from city maps to mod support to all new ways of traveling, which I hope just means they remove the loading screens, but probably
1: not. Maybe just cut out some of the steps because you fast travel from the planet to your ship and then you fast travel back from the ship to a different planet or to a like, different galaxy and then to a different planet or whatever. It's clunky. I'm mm. mad.
0: It's also clunky to implement three different upscalers, especially the latest versions into every single game, and it looks like Starfield might be the first one to have the latest version of all three. The most recent game that has it is Avatar Frontiers of Pandora, which has DLSS, but only DLSS 2, not 3, but it has FSR 3. So. Starfield would have FSR3, DLSS3, and XCSS, making it the best game ever made, obviously.
1: <laughs> That's why it won all those awards at the Game Awards.
0: Yes. You know how you've been saying that none of the videos you've seen of Avatar make you feel like it looks good?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I can confirm that when you're actually playing it, it looks good. I watch my kids play it. And I want to see. I want to see the Blue People. The Blue People, what? From Ferngully. Okay. In space. All right.
1: Reese, please
2: come to me. Come here. Yo, welcome back to Yifty Deals, bringing the hottest tech deals out on the internet and you guys know the deal by now, deals. Starting off we have this glorious GMMK 60% Barebones Mechanical Keyboard Kit for only $16.50 with the coupon applied, making it 50% off. And honestly what a great pickup for a little DIY project that, hand them out to your friends at this freaking price. But then next up we have this Lenovo Legion 24.5 inch 1080p 360Hz gaming monitor for only $199.99. But then lastly we have the Xbox Series X getting a nice little price drop just in time for the holidays making it $399.99. Make it hundred dollars off and with that the deals are done you can find these and more linked in the video description down below but until next time i'm gonna hand you off back to brett and kyla for the rest of your hot news cheers
0: well reese Tesla's in a bit of a bad deal which is the fact that they have to recall nearly every single vehicle they have ever sold
1: what does that even mean
0: (laughs) it means that the autopilot feature that has been implemented in most of the two million plus cars that they've ever sold is faulty and the NHTSA came to an agreement with Tesla for them to roll out a software update to fix the recall that's actually happening because they just find that autopilot can be left on too egregiously, especially when drivers are not paying attention and they're making it so that it can actually turn off and so that it can actually have a three strikes on your route system, very much like full self-driving already currently does. Additionally, you have to meet the requirements to turn it on in the first place. It's not just a, you can easily access it anymore
1: slightly different what requirements do you have to meet to turn it on in the first place probably you're paying attention to
0: the road so it's monitoring you with the cabin cam and then you're also jiggling the wheel with the torque the same things that it would yell at you for if it disengaged that's the general idea so more than likely this is because tesla has fought the nhtsa to not have to do anything more significant than that but there are so many reports coming out of tesla just knowing that they could implement safety measures not because autopilot's unsafe but because it puts drivers in a place where they get lulled into a false sense of security and finding ways to mitigate that that are found in other self-driving technologies or assisted driving technologies Uh, Tesla has refused to do that so the NHTSA is trying to make that happen here all two million all of them there's also a feature update coming to iPhones in case you want your phone to get stolen. Well, you can do. do that with fewer consequences now. There's a beta feature in the iOS 17.3 update that's going to be stolen device protection, which adds a few extra steps to make it a little bit harder for people to access everything you have. So one of the things that's been popping up with iPhones lately is that they can be easily hacked if somebody sees you type in your passcode. How? <laughs> so there are now mitigation in place with this opt-in feature such as the fact that it will put a one hour delay before you can put in your passcode to actually reset things. Additionally, if it's not at a known location like home or work, it will force you to always use Face ID or Touch ID to actually log in to all of your credentials and you can't just leave it open like you could
1: without this on. So it seems like a good Helpful feature. It's nice. So, what confuses me about that is yes. typically the PIN is used as like the final level of security in most situations, where like when you first turn on your phone, you can't unlock it with Face ID. You have to have your PIN. Correct. Um, or like if you're buying certain things from the App Store, mm-hmm. like with your Apple Card, it, it asks for your PIN and it won't take your, I, your Face ID. That seems counterintuitive to that by like using Face ID as the higher level of security in that situation.
0: Because it would be, right? Because somebody can easily see you type your PIN, and then if you have this turned on, it gives that extra layer of protection where it then reforces all of the biometrics at every opportunity. But... What if they steal your face?
1: That... Or cut off your fingers. And... What if I turn my phone on when I'm at the mall? What well, happens? You you have your face. <laughs> what happens? You use your
0: face. You have face ID. You know all <laughs> of these things. It creates a barrier. It makes it a little bit more complicated for the person using the device, but it actually helps to mitigate some of the issues that could happen if somebody
1: would come and snatch your phone. How long has that candle been on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on? Yeah. On. Couple hours. Okay. What if somebody was PETA from The Hunger Games and because Bread they're- Bread Boy. Yeah, because they're a professional Baker they can disguise themselves as anything well and if it's the movies the rock that one time
0: what if somebody is a engineer and they put 1200 watts of lights into a PC case That would be pretty bright. And they tried to make it seem like they put it in a PC, but all they did was create a new housing for it.
1: Technically, there is an Arduino board in
0: there. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. In in this gigantic case, somebody put 1200 watts with an Arduino controller to make it run and it's water cooled and it has a 1600 watt power supply for reasons. For testing reasons, I
1: don't know why they did this, but I did go on Amazon and I found those LED RGB 100 watt things. They're sixteen dollars a piece. That's, that's it. Like, that's like two hundred dollars worth of RGB. Wow,
0: that's <laughs> cheaper than a single Corsair
1: fan. <laughs> They're, they're expensive.
0: They are, they are. They're brutally expensive, especially if you get IQ Link, but you know what also could be expensive? Having to replace your CPU in case you void the warranty and AMD says, nope, no more. Turns out that if you try to overclock the latest Threadripper chips, there was reports coming out that it voided your warranty to which AMD came out and said, no, that's not true. Turns out we just blow a hidden fuse inside the CPU so that we know that you overclocked and we're not going to deny your warranty. We We just, if it died because of overclocking, we would deny your warranty. So all of this started (laughs) because somebody posted this image with the latest Threadripper chips, that they got a warning in their bio saying that you're effectively voiding your warranty if you overclock the CPU, which is technically true um, for Intel and AMD, but usually hasn't been enforced. But when directly asked about it, AMD has come out and said that Threadripper processors do contain a fuse that is blown when overclocking is enabled. To be clear, Blowing this fuse does not void your warranty. Statements that enabling an overclocking overvolting feature will void the processor warranty are not correct. So they're saying it doesn't void your warranty. And the reason that BIOS image appeared was because not AMD put it there, but the motherboard vendor actually put it in there. So it's not with AMD that the CPU has its warranty void. However, the question then does become, how does AMD know exactly how the CPU died? Maybe there's some data that they could recover, but it can also just be used to void warranties. And knowing Andy's history of support with Threadripper chips, at least uh, doing what they say they're going to do and supporting it the way they say they're going to support it, they don't do it very well very often. This is a strange situation.
1: I feel like you'd want to treat the people that purchased your Threadripper chips, your very expensive, shiny threadripper (laughs) chips... I feel like anybody who bought those shiny chips would be like your high priority if you're a Ferrari dealership you treat your customers very well cuz they're spending a lot of money with
0: you so threadripper <laughs> falls in that weird middle child category where it's not their epic chips which is actually where all the real money is is in the server environment and it's not the mainstream consumer it's in that prosumer territory for all the
1: crazy people willing to spend ten thousand dollars for 96 core cpus yes
0: and amd has shown time and time again they are willing to abandon their threadripper customers with the third you're doing it too (laughs) with the third gen of threadripper chips they said that they were going to support that motherboard socket for a while. And then do you know what they did? They didn't. They didn't at all. <laughs> there wasn't an update. Not a single new generation of Threadripper chips came out. AMD also did, kind of did that with the second gen of Threadripper chips. They just didn't really support everything properly. So, time and time again, AMD has shown that they are not honorable when it comes to their Threadripper promises. It's like when Apple puts in a indicator to show whether or not water got into the computer. The USB-C ports are now, have water detection on the MacBooks. And while something happened on the other side of the laptop and not near the USB-C port, Apple can use that as evidence. And most people are like, I don't like that because it can just be held against me. It's almost the same thing here, where it can be used as a reason to hold things against you. And AMD doesn't have to be held liable if they determine they don't want to
1: be, even if. They are. That's a confusing sentence. What? They don't have to be held liable if they don't want to be, even if they know they are? Yes. Is that what you said? Yeah.
0: Let's say the CPU dies for legitimate reasons. They don't have to be held liable if you overclocked it ever, because they can just say you blew the fuse. We can point to it right here. So
1: what they're saying is it doesn't automatically mean that the warranty has been voided if the fuse was blown. Yes. It's only voiding the warranty if that is... The reason that the chip is broken. Right, which they could just fudge the rules a little bit. They just, bit. it depends on the person who you're speaking to from customer support. And I'm
0: aware that a lot of this takes a little bit of lack of faith in AMD to say, which. I know a lot of people ride or die AMD whoa, 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 on whoa. this channel. Are you
1: saying you're not an AMD
0: show? I'm saying specifically with Threadripper, you can't point to very many good things they've done. They you have know, screwed over their customers.
1: It's a real shame because Threadripper, and I go off on names a lot here, Threadripper is one of the coolest names It was so cool technology. when it first got announced. I was so excited. <laughs> I was like, heck yeah. I think I actually tweeted
0: that. I was like, Threadripper is an amazing name. That's so cool. It's it's so good. We had Threadripper chips. Catelyn was edi- editing on a 29 950X system for the longest time when we were in South Africa. Like 50 years ago. (laughs) Yeah, roughly. When TVs were still in black and white. Yeah. And you guys still liked us. Let's get into the comment response. (laughs) Stretch that. Stretch datas says, have people seriously forgotten the common knowledge of Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo sell consoles at a loss so they can look at how much better of a deal you'd get with us instead of buying a PC and so they can make a, a loss in their game sales? This has been well established since, like, the 360 era. It's, it's been well established pretty much the entire time. The PS2 was also a loss leader. I think do people do forget that. They're not supposed to make money on the consoles because they're taking a 30% cut on every single game that they sell. So if they can get you playing more games, that's all good. Maybe Microsoft has a little bit less incentive to do that because they have Game Pass now, but Sony still, the console's a great loss leader for them. Nicholas Lennon saying, I knew E3 was doomed after large companies split off their own showcases. It was only a matter of time. I will miss the crazy reveals, though. They're still there. Summer Games Fest and the Video Game Awards. Yes. E3 lives on in the spirit of all these things. But the other ones make money. Mr. Gayteen says, when it comes to Intel, I'd hold off on saying they win, since our GPUs often did well in synthetic tests, but not so well in actual gaming. I'd have to wait and see how they hold up in game benchmarks versus the synthetics, and I hear you, I absolutely agree. Intel might not win, but they're competitive, they are showing good signs. This is the first generation where we can even begin to talk about Intel in this conversation. I love it, they're still really new, too. Yeah, but the, I mean, that's it's one of the reasons why this is just sitting on the set. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It needs some time in the oven. I know these things gotta bake and uh, shake around, but listen, the fact that this card exists, there is an Intel GPU. I have been talking about this on hot news since 2018, that Intel was gonna get into the GPU game. I am holding it. I'm not using it, but I'm holding it. <laughs> They're part of the conversation. I'm excited to see it. Some people aren't excited with me though. Toke Gecko saying, the portal is more expensive than the Steam Deck and is the same price as the ROG Ally because you need a $500 console to use it, which is not response to us discussing using the Steam Deck for PS5
1: remote play. You need the PS5 either way! Yeah, everybody keeps saying to buy a Steam Deck instead of a PlayStation Portal. Mm-hmm. But then how do I but, play my PlayStation games? Yeah, if the argument is to play PlayStation games... Which it was... ...the cheaper option is the Portal. It, it, you c- we can have a conversation about what's a better idea to buy, a PlayStation 5 and a Portal, or a Steam Deck. That's that's fine. That That's debatable. No,
0: it's not! Steam Deck.
1: But it's Linux. Steam Deck. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of,
0: Cam says, when you said the next Xbox was going to be a cylinder, wanted to change box and Xbox to something else, but every name idea I came up with, I think, is an adult website. X2. <laughs> Don't look that up, kids. E. Taylor saying, Google requested a jury trial from my understanding. Only defendants in the U.S. can ask for a jury trial in civil cases, so it was Google that kind of hurt themselves. They're probably going to win an appeal, though, since the precedent is already there that what they're doing is not a monopoly. So, Google shot themselves in the dealio Why would they do that? <laughs> Noob like says Cowtown population 1. What? Cuz I said Cowtown <laughs> and they heard Cowtown. I thought that was great. And then lastly, let's get back on the portal thing. Unknown stuntman saying, "Okay, thinking it's a bad talking point to point out the HDR on the Steam Deck OLED and PlayStation Portal not having it is fine, but saying it's due to the price." is a bad take slash comparison. It's a matter of comparing apples to oranges that makes it useless to point out the HDR. Thinking the portal couldn't do HDR because of its price is a rough take at $550 for the Steam Deck OLED. It's a complete system, plays games natively, has controller, has an actual CPU, GPU, take all that actually useful stuff. You think a controller and an HDR screen couldn't be sold for $200 or under? You're wrong. I'm gonna take up my hat to dunk on this guy. Whoa, I'm scared. You're wrong. (laughs) That's that's going to be my take. Okay, so (laughs) just even looking at Valve's own price sheet, right? To go from the Steam Deck LCD to the Steam Deck OLED, that is a $150 price jump. It also comes with 256 gigs of storage, but the price jump to do that isn't actually very high. Those SSDs don't (laughs) cost much to go from 256 to 512. You're looking at 20, maybe 30, 40 bucks. So the actual screen is a huge part of it. And additionally, just do a brief Google search, if you wouldn't mind. Try to find an HDR-capable screen. An HDR 400 or above. An actual, truly HDR-capable screen. And what you will find is that they are, I'm pretty sure some of these are lying about their capabilities, roughly $140 and up, okay? So... They also come in at big sizes. You're looking at 15 to 17 inches. The problem with that is that as you scale down the size, as you're trying to pack all of that into a more compact form factor, the price goes up. So in order to get an HDR 400 capable screen, we're looking at $140 on 15.6 inch. You're looking at $70 for a DualSense controller. That is $200 (laughs) right there. And that's not including the fact that there is an Android and tablet working in there somewhere underneath all of the screen. The point is, getting an HDR capable display at $200 with a controller, prove to me that you can do that. Where? Where? There's no object on the market that can do DualSense plus HDR for $200. bucks. does not exist.
1: Unless you use your already existing DualSense that you already have and you buy that. And you just plug your PlayStation into that and you wear it in a backpack. How do you power the PlayStation?
0: magic. Of course. (laughs) How did I not think (laughs) of that? Believing. I think saying that I'm wrong because I think that the price point of $200 is impossible to get an HDR screen. The market shows that that is true. Any $200 Android gaming handheld does not have a HDR 400 screen. They have a low resolution, regular 250-300 nit screen with a big ol' battery inside. That's essentially what you get. And the only reason Valve's able to release a Steam Deck OLED at this price point at $550 is because they spent the millions of units that they shipped of the other Steam Deck to get the prices down on these things to make it so that they could release it at $550.
1: I just don't understand why everybody keeps getting so mad about us not being upset with the portal. We're not telling you to buy it. You don't have to buy it. It's not for you! Don't buy it! Guys, everybody, don't buy the Portal. You can't, it's still out of stock. You can't. (laughs) It's selling really well. I just like it. I have a Subaru Baja. I drive a 2005 Subaru Baja. You think I'm gonna recommend that car to anybody? I love it. (laughs) It's stupid. I don't care what you think. Your car is stupid. I don't care what any you Why would you
0: want a stupid half-truck bed when you can get a full truck bed? Exactly. Why would you not just get an Outback so that you can put stuff in the bed And have it covered. I like disappointing myself. And probably your parents too. Mm -hmm. See you tomorrow for more (laughs) eyes. See you, Mom. Does she watch?
1: What about your dad? Does he watch? Yeah, he watches sometimes. Sometimes? (laughs) They don't watch. (laughs)